What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting preview for this week's BMW Championship. We'll go through outrights, maybe look at some guys for top fives, top tens. Then we'll turn our attention to head-to-head matchups. And finally, we will wrap with um, one and done. Almost forgot. How could I forget about one and done? Uh, we will wrap with that also. Just, uh, you know, big congrats to everybody who had DJ tickets last week. We all cleaned up. He was one of the guys we talked about, um, you know, last week as being a really good value at 20 to 1. So I got a ton of screenshots. Congratulations to everyone. I won't take the couple hours to read through them all, uh, but very successful week. Congratulations. Let's see if we can keep it rolling this week. What you're looking at right now on the YouTube version of this show is the Tournament Predictor. This is a tool that uh, we spent a lot of time on last week discussing the ceiling and the floor of Dustin Johnson. Of course, he goes out and hits his ceiling and has now been moved to 8.5 to 1, maybe even 7.5 to 1, depending on where you are shopping it. Um, So we'll talk about that in a second, but essentially what this tool does is using how many strokes gained I think it is going to take, or at least what historical uh, data tells us it's going to take to win this golf tournament, how likely each golfer is to get to that number over the course of a four-round event. Of course, Dustin Johnson, uh, even being moved to eight and a half to one, still, I believe that there is positive expected value in that number. Not as much as we saw last week, but I have him getting to the winning number about, what would that be, 13% of the time. The implied odds indicate he's going to win this golf tournament about 10 and a half percent of the time. So there is a few percentage points there. A couple other guys that I think or I don't think, that the model indicates are at least tiny, tiny positive expected values are Justin Thomas, Webb Simpson, and Bryson DeChambeau. They are all essentially very fairly priced. The big pricing uh, mismatches, if you want to describe it that way, come in the next tier down where you see Rory McIlroy at 19-1 to or 18-1, to depending on where you're getting him. Colin Morikawa, who's now down to 26 or 25 to 1, depending on where you're getting him. And Patrick Cantlay, who are 30, who is 30 to 1. Uh, all three of those guys, the model indicates they get to the winning number more often than uh, Vegas is implying them to get there. Now, you have to remember, there is a gut side of this, right? We just can't follow the numbers uh, blindly, even though as much as I would love to, we just can't do that. So uh, the where, the place that I'm essentially going here with my betting card, um, I'm going to probably stay away from Dustin Johnson. You know, it's, uh, listen, I, I got paid off on, on the 20 to one last week. I don't think I need to chase down back-to-back victories. Um, even though it's a 70 man field, even though he went 30 under last week, even though he just absolutely did everything right. It's unlikely that happens again, right? I mean, it's unlikely we get ceiling DJ again. Uh, and I think I might've mentioned this last week. Dustin Johnson can win any field any week, no matter where it is. Why would I pay eight and a half to one when maybe we wait a couple of weeks, we get into the next season and he's, I don't know, 12, 14, 20 to one. I don't know. We'll see where DJ goes over the course of the next couple of weeks. I I just don't think I have to pay this price, especially in this field. Um, Justin Thomas, again, I think in a vacuum is the best play. Would I bet him? 
Probably not. He's 12 to 1. I think it's very fair. I don't like to bet fair numbers. Um, we start to get more interesting at Bryson DeChambeau because I'll tell you what, the the model the model uses uh, it weighs short and long term results, but it uses a lot of long term results because I want to have enough of a sample size to to really project these guys out. So Bryson kind of gets hurt by that because uh, recently his ceiling has been so much higher. Uh, so actually, the lag within the model hurts Bryson more than most guys. Like it helps Rory, quite frankly, because Rory hasn't been as good as he as the long term stuff. So understand that um, you know, I'll call them flaws. I don't think it's a flaw in the model, but like understand how the model works so that you can kind of get an idea here. Because I'll tell you what, at 15 to 1 for Bryson DeChambeau, that that feels like a really good number. I mean, he had uh, what was essentially a floor putting week last week. He didn't drive the ball all that well. His approaches were terrible, but his approaches haven't been all that good in the restart. He's been able to overcome that bit of a flaw in his game with everything else being uh, amazing, right? The off the tee game, first on tour, putting. I don't know what he is now. He probably dropped to like 10th or something in putting. Um, but like that stuff was really uh, providing a buoy for him. So, now you get a, a a discount, fifteen to one. Like it feels like Bryson's on sale. So that that might be where I start my betting card. If I don't start there, I do really like Berger at eighteen to one. I just I know he won at Colonial. I I, I think it's hard to win for him. If this was a top. Like I like him a lot for his top five number at four to one. Um, he's just been piling them up. There's just a lot goes into winning eighteen to one. I'm not sure I want to pay that for for Daniel Berger at the moment. I, I think there's a case to be made for Rory McIlroy. Probably not enough of a case to be made for him to win the golf tournament. I'm just expecting better things from him this week. Uh, but we're still. I'm still not ready to pull the trigger on that. I, I could be interested in Morikawa. Right. I mean has one bad week. I think the overreaction, the overreaction is probably the biggest edge in golf betting. Uh, whether it is avoiding guys that their prices get slashed, whether it is a miscut that drops a guy who has legitimate winning upside more cow. Now what three wins in his PGA tour career um, at 26 to one, like, yeah, uh, that overreaction, I think, is is the most exploitable part of betting outrights because outrights are usually a pretty bad bet. Let's be let's be real here. Um, I, I don't think I've ever said these words before. It, it might be a tiger week. <laughs> I mean, 35 to one in a field that has 70 golfers and he's guaranteed four rounds. If he can summon some of that. Uh, Sunday feeling that we saw at the Northern Trust where he goes out and he birdies his first four, he shoots a 67, the irons are great, the off the tee game was great. If he can summon that, catch a hot putter for a round or two, uh, we're going to be seeing Tiger in contention. Now, there's little evidence to see to say that he can put multiple of those rounds together. He just hasn't done it enough recently. Uh, but... This again, if you're if you're not early, you're late and you miss the number. Right. So I'm trying to find that uh, happy medium or whatever that balance point is to get access to to some of these guys Um, further down the list. I'm not sure how much further I'd go. I do think Matthew Wolf becomes very interesting. He's 50 to one Um, his game. I've been using the word mature 
over and over and over again. I've been using that word the last couple of weeks because that's the only way I know how to describe it. It's just getting better. You know, he is he is um, sanding out the rough spots in his game, right? He's figuring out what tour life is and how to compete on a weekly basis when he does or doesn't have his best stuff. And he had his really, really good stuff for three rounds last week. And he shot a 77 on Saturday and absolutely played himself out of that golf tournament, but played the other three rounds at 14 under. He won here as an amateur at Olympia Fields. Like, I, I don't know how much we even carry that over, but 50 to 1 is a really good number that I think has legitimate winning upside. Ryan Palmer was 90 to 1. I'm seeing him at 70 to 1 in some places. I don't know. Uh, you can shop that. You can shop 70. You can probably find him deeper than that. Um, Probably not an outright, but the top five market for Palmer is strong. 12 to 1, 5.5 to 1 to finish in the top 10 of a 70-man field where the bottom 20 is not great, right? I mean, there's some guys here that had a lot of success in the early part of the season, you know, almost a year ago, have struggled recently, but they've earned enough points, especially with the 91 days off, that they're in this field. So it is the, the so, there is a very soft underbelly uh, at the bottom 15 or 20 guys in this field. Ryan Palmer kind of being priced that way, way better than the rest of these guys. So I, I don't think he's going to win the golf tournament, but he will be getting my top 10 investment for sure. Probably be getting my top, uh, top five investment as well. Going further down here, um, man, I like Gooch. If you can get what's his, what's Gooch's top 20 number. He is, where is he? Oh, three and a half to one. I mean, I know there's only 70 in the field. That doesn't feel long enough, quite honestly. Um, a little bit more upside, though. Kevin Streelman, his top 10 number is nine to one. That's pretty interesting. Top five, 20 to one. So um, I'll focus on those guys. But yeah, there's, there's a lot here at the bottom that I, I don't I, I don't particularly want to mess with um let's scoot over to head-to-head matchups here see if we can find a couple of bettable ones let me zoom out here all right let's see what we got first one off the top dustin johnson versus webb simpson this is very interesting because i don't know how this is going to play out in the simulator because webb has been incredibly good and incredibly consistent uh Dustin has been better at times, way better at times, and way worse at times. And because you're paying the DJ, you know, reigning champ premium, he's minus 131, Webb Simpson plus 110. So I have no, I'm going to plug this into the simulator, and I have no idea how it's going to come out here. So Dustin versus Webb, and actually, uh, I want to adjust the time frame on this. So don't look at this. I'm going to adjust the time frame, and I'm going to go to... I'm going to go back to, um, I usually, my default, I usually like to go to is, is, is the start of 2020. So we'll go there. And okay. Believe it or not, Webb Simpson is a 58% favorite to win this matchup. And it makes sense. His floor is so incredibly high. DJ much more all over the place, but Webb is, is straight up solid. Now, Let's see what happens if I go to the restart. Because uh, both guys have won in the restart, right? But DJ's won twice. Wow. Okay, even if even in the restart, Webb Simpson 
becomes uh, he's still he's a tiny favorite. He's fifty one and a half percent over Dustin Johnson. I'm surprised to see that. Uh, I imagine those rounds that DJ had at uh, at the three M and at oh man, what was the week after? Oh, the Memorial. Yeah, really, really impact this. Uh, but hey, head to heads are all about floor. So I'm I'm pleasantly surprised to see Webb win both of these. So if we go back to the 2021, just the start of 2020. So I have Webb at 58%, which would put him at minus 139. He is obviously plus 110 here. That would be a Webb bet, be a sneaky Webb bet. I might have to make that one. I like that one a lot. Next up, here's another really good one. Daniel Berger versus Rory McIlroy. Now, Berger's been lights out since, like, waste management. So I I think Berger's going to be a favorite here. Let's see. I can't believe you're even getting a Daniel Berger, Rory McIlroy head-to-head. Oh my gosh, Berger smokes him. Berger's, I have Berger winning this 69.8% of the time. And he is actually, on DraftKings is where I'm getting this from, actually the favorite, the tiniest of favorites over Rory. He's minus 118 minus to minus 106. Think about that. Think about how far we've come. Berger finally getting a little bit of respect. Actually, there was a really good point. Um, the, I've been just bemoaning the the strokes gain numbers for Daniel Berger since the restart, since waste management, whatever you want, how, however far back you want to go. And Greg Ducharme, who who joins me on the CBS Sports First Cut podcast, um, we did our DFS preview earlier this week, and he made a really good point. He said, like, if Daniel Berger was playing as well as, or as poorly as Rory McIlroy is, what would his price be? And we were like, oh, he'd be like seventy five hundred. <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be way down there instead of ninety eight or whatever. And if Rory McIlroy was playing as good as Daniel Berger is, he would be like twelve thousand. He would be twelve thousand five hundred. There really is so much name recognition that that just plays so much into these odds. I mean, if you remove the names of these golfers, Daniel Berger would be a mass. You would not even get a matchup with Rory McIlroy this week because they'd be on different planets. So trying to turn a blind eye to just some of the name value that is driving a lot of these prices. Who else might be a good one? By the way, I I will probably bet Berger on that. I mean, we're two for two on bets I'll probably actually make. Sometimes we open this up and um, there's no bets, but those are two I'll I'll probably make. Palmer versus Kisner. This is interesting. Palmer, oh man, Palmer's been pretty good, but Kisner's been really good as of late. Let's see what that comes out to. Yeah, I I have Kisner 61%. So my heart would say Ryan Palmer here, my, my but the the numbers in I guess my head say Kevin Kisner. Um so I have him at about minus 156. He is minus 125 on DraftKings. It's probably not enough to make me bet this. If you forced me to, I'd pick the Kisner side of it, but it's I it's probably not enough for me to bet this. Wow. Those are some really good ones. I'm very happy with the results of that. Okay, let's jump over to one and done. Talk about that. All right, this is like your weekly reminder that your position in your one and done and how many tournaments you have left is critical. 
this might be the last week. It might go until next week. It might go until the Masters. It might go further than that. I don't know. Honestly, we might have to like figures like I, I, when's when are the new one and done's gonna start? Like I don't know. The whole the whole thing is is crazy. But just keep in mind where you are at. If you are chasing, if you need to make up ground, you need to start taking golfers that you're gonna be the only one on. It's going to probably decrease your chances of finding a winner but when you do find a winner you can jump everyone um if you are in the lead you should probably probably be taking the chalky guys right make someone chasing go off the board come up and steal something from you so that's the general strategy now what does that look like for this week if you are in the lead it is probably JT, Bryson, even like Scotty Scheffler time. Guys, maybe further down the board. Scheffler continues to contend. He's been awesome from T to green here in the restart. The last couple of weeks have been phenomenal. Like that, that's the type of guy that I think you should probably be taking. I think that they're going to be incredibly popular and they should be. Uh, if you don't have any of those guys and you're still trying to get chalk i mean harris english matthew wolf guys like that i think are interesting if you're in the chase pack you have a lot of options and you also need to keep presumably keep somebody for next week that's going to be available now you might be able to like use sebastian munoz if you're really in trouble as long as he doesn't drop out but he should be fine uh but make sure you've got somebody for next week even and like even if it's sung jm who you haven't used yet for next week because as bad as he's been he's still probably gonna get spotted a few strokes at the tour championship so keep that in mind as well um Vic, uh, uh, matthew wolf as well i think i mentioned him so if you're in the chase group, you, you've got a lot of options here. The chase group could be more, like Morikawa, if you haven't used Morikawa yet, off the miscut, I think is pretty interesting. Who else? Oh, Web, uh, I mean, I guess uh, almost everybody's used Webb, but if, as long as you don't use Webb at one of like the five spots he's a natural fit for, like you're, you're, you're good. You're going to get him at like, you know, there's only going to be a handful of you that actually have uh, Webb Simpson. Who else? Um... You know, maybe Tiger. If you haven't used Tiger yet, I mean, there's a chance you haven't because he's only played five times. We haven't played the Masters yet. There's a chance you haven't used Tiger. I could endorse that. Um, especially, you know, I don't know if he cares about making the Tour Championship, but he has to play well. He has to finish sixth or better to move on. So you've got a tangible goal for him. You have a Sunday that he played pretty well uh last week like I, I could endorse that and you're like no one's gonna play tiger like right i, I can't imagine because you've either used him already or you're going to use him i guess maybe if your season ends next week or this is your last week you might not use tiger but like if it, if it gets extended to augusta people are gonna hang the tiger so uh it would be a really sneaky situation to roll him out. I kind of dig that a lot. I'm, 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 I need a big chase um, in one of my one and dones. I don't know if I've used Tiger yet, but I, I might have to roll him out this week. I don't know if you have to go any further than that. I mean, you guys know I love Ryan Palmer. 
I don't know if I would use him. I don't think you have to because I think there's enough sneaky options along the way. All right, I think that'll do it. Uh, betting one and done for this week's BMW Championship. Let me know where you're going. Who are you playing in one and done? Who are you betting? Who are you avoiding? Tweet me at Rick Run Good or leave a comment below. Best of luck this week. Talk to you guys soon. Later.